Right, so um, post number two. This one's going to be a fun one. It's all about emotions. <laughs> well, for men, at least. Uh, so it's, t it's number two, and the title is Feelings Must We. So here we go. You can find this written up on my blog as well at findout.com. Please allow me to start with a story from Daniel Goldman's book, Emotional Intelligence, which really bit deep into my memory, especially as a dad. A friend of his, Daniel Goldman's, Terry Dobson, was studying Aikido in Japan and found himself on the same train as a physically drunk, a big drunk man who was being violent towards the passengers on the train. With the confidence he had in his ability and skill as a martial artist, he was about to take control of the situation when a small elderly man did something that will surprise you. And I must warn you, it's going to be a bit, or get a bit, emotional. Terry stood up slowly with a deliberation. Seeing him, the drunk roared, Aha! A foreigner! He need a lesson in Japanese manners! And began gathering himself to take on Terry. But just as the drunk was on the verge to make his move, someone gave an ear-splitting, oddly joyous shout of, Hey! The shout had a cheery tone of someone who, was, who had suddenly come upon a, fr a fond friend. The drunk, surprised, spun around to see a tiny Japanese man, probably in his 70s, sitting there in a kimono. The old man beamed with delight at the, at the drunk and beckoned him over with a light wave of his hand and a lilting, come here. The drunk strode over with a, belligerent, with a belligerent, why the hell should I talk to you? What you been drinking? The old man asked, his eyes beaming at the drunk labourer. I've been drinking sake and it's none of your business, the drunk bellowed. Oh, that's wonderful, absolutely wonderful, the old man replied in a warm tone. You see, I love sake too. Every night, me and my wife warm up a little bottle of sake and take it into our garden. And we sit on an old wooden bench, he continued, about a permisant tree in his backyard, the fortunes of his garden, enjoying sake even in the evening. The drunk's face began to soften as he listened to the old man. His fists unclenched. Yeah, I love persimmons, persimmons too, he said, his voice trailing off. Yes, the old man, yes, the old man re replied in a springly voice. And I'm sure you have a wonderful wife. No, said the, said the labourer. My wife died. Sobbing, he launched into a sad tale of losing his wife, his home, his job, of being ashamed of himself. Just then, the train came to Terry's, Terry's stop. And as he was getting off, he turned to, to head, he turned to hear the old man invite the drunk to join him and tell him all about it. And to see the drunk, see the drunk sprawl along the seat his head in the old man's lap. That is emotional brilliance. Mm. Yeah, told you it's going to get emotional. <laughs> um, this, will, this will come as a shock to most of, our, of my female readers, but boys and subsequently men don't like to talk about their feelings. I'm going to be honest with you. I personally struggle to talk about my feelings because I find it deeply personal. And yes, it makes me feel a little, a little vulnerable. This conversation was already drifting in an uncomfortable direction. Um, there is, in my opinion, an experience, a misconception about men and their feelings. Um, we all constantly talk, we're, we're, we are constantly told that we must talk about it, but there's a problem. How can we men talk about feelings if most of us lack an adequate lexicon to clearly express these strange and uncomfortable sensations? Most, men's don't, most men don't talk about their emotions because, well, they don't possess the words to do so. It literally, it's literally like asking your seven-year-old to explain to grandma over the phone why mummy can't come to the phone when mummy is sitting right next to her it won't end well there's a lot of hand waving and face pulling <laughs> so how do we change this deficiency in men's vo emotional vocabulary i suggest we start by expanding our young boys 
word stock to allow them to construct more defined and comp uh, complex concepts of motion. If, like me, that sentence left a what expression on your face, then let me try and explain a little bit better. If I asked you to, exp to explain to me what the levels, levels adjustment layer does to a raster image, barring that you're not literate in Photoshop, you'd be unable to accurately and, clearly ex accurately and clearly explain the process and how to achieve a satisfactory outcome. You would have to label it internally under that, that, frustrate, that frustrating computer stuff alongside FT, FTP addresses and the poltergeist that possesses the printer. It is, if we're honest, a wide blanket. I just realized how much of a geek I am. <laughs> anyway, now for most men, the same goes for feels. If a man doesn't possess a wide and diversified vocabulary to, ex to express or understand his feelings, he will have to label it under a broad and very blunted blanket such as stuff that make me, make me angry and stuff that make me happy. Caveman speak, essentially. And with such a low resolution of something so insanely complex as feelings, the result will be blunt and, well, caveman-like. You know, you know, the huffing and puffing being a real cuss? <laughs> Well, then there's a definition of cuss being an annoying or stubborn person or animal. Um, women in general possess a far more complex vocabulary for emotion. It takes, it makes a great deal of sense if you think about it. Most girls grew up with dolls playing house, um, well, where I'm from anyway, and in, it's rich in emotional vocabulary, such vocabulary such, a, such as the baby is crying, Olivia, she must be sad, or do you think she's hungry? A crying infant can mean a variety of things to a girl who will have the tools to, pro to problem solve and understand the situation. But to most boys, crying babies are just plain scary and confusing and they want to get as far away from that stimulus, the crying baby, as possible. This anxiety seems to carry through into adulthood for you know some of these deadbeat fathers. Whilst the girls are building their emotional word stock, the boys are running around chucking sticks and mud at walls and, um, and each other with the predominant vocabulary being pew pew pew, ah, and ha, in your face. Don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with that. Some of my favorite memories involve mud flinging and many, many sticks and stones. Boys are physical, well, not all, but most of them, and enjoy taking part in boisterous activities. It's part of what's, what makes being a boy fun and hysterical. But recent studies in neuroscience has shown that we must, along with much more physical movement and exercise, build the emotional vocabulary of our little stick and mud flingers. They need, to, they need the tools to have a more refined and higher definition um, of their emotions. If a boy knows the difference between rage and rancor, he can better, de better ter determine a more precise and proportional reaction to a situation as well as mental dialogue and ability to, pro to problem solve difficult situations. Confusion and frustrations will, frustration will reduce as a, boy's as a boy understands his inner world better just like more colors in a painting offers more potential for a better, richer artwork. What's more is that a complex emotional vocabulary allows a vocabulary allows our boys to, to also have a better ability to have cognitive empathy or understand the feelings of others, which allows them to better, well, there we go, better understand the feelings of others and go, um, and go from kick his ass to maybe he's having a bad day because, well, his, his wife died he lost his job and he's um, well, and he's home. Let me correct that. I didn't come out right, and I just completely killed the the punch the big punchline. What 
What's more is that a complex emotional vocabulary allows our boys to also have a better ability to have cognitive empathy with others, which allows them to better understand the feelings of others and go from kick his ass to maybe he's having a bad day because, well, his wife died, he's lost his job and he's home. I know it's a cliche to say that boys will be boys. They are rough and silly. Ask any girl of any age. But alongside the fun-loving rough and tumble, we need to teach our boys the language of emotion from a very early age. We need to build their vocabulary, vocabulary, get them to read more, this is important, and challenge them to think about what they are feeling. This is an important part. Without expressing or demanding an apart, well, this is the important part, without expecting, expecting or demanding an answer from them. Plant the seed and watch it grow. Pierce, I highly, uh, I highly recommend reading the award-winning psychologist Daniel Goldman's book on emotional intelligence or watch his TED talk as, uh, as well as a fantastic book by neuroscientist Lisa Feldman Barret, uh, um, How Emotions Are Made. She doesn't completely agree with, with uh, Daniel Goldman's view on, on um, emotional intelligence, um, but it does help you to get two different sides of the or understandings of, 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 of you know, points of views. And uh, I highly, 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 highly recommend it. Um, so there you are. That's number two. Cheers.